Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. It's a big red button that says record is how you is how you start the recording. I would have never well, it was actually green and then when I pressed it, it turned red, but it, it is quite a large button. So how do you know that the red means it's recording and not green? Are you screwing with me? No. Red always means recording. Okay, see, and I don't do this. Okay. Like if you're if you're um, like filming something on a camera, like there's the little oh, red it's always dot. Red. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's just that's kind of backwards, right? Because like green is go, red is stop. Um. In general, like in life. <laughs> in general, in life, yes, green is go and red is stop. I. I like, don't, why would they do that? I don't have an explanation for you. But why would why would someone do that? I don't know. What just to, tell to you. mess with us. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was stupid. There are stupid questions sometimes, and, and it's okay. It is okay. I mean, it's whatever. We have to know. Knowledge <laughs> is power. And then you sound less stupid later. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry about all that mess. We are recording in a different location on different equipment today. And I have been a little thrown off, but I think we're good now. If we get to the end of this and nothing's recorded, I'm, I mean, I'll just cry. (laughs) It'll be okay. (laughs) I'm assuming since the button is red, we're good. So we're going to, we're going to roll with it. Um, But yeah, today we're talking about a joint book. It's our January joint book. We did save it till the end of January, but, um, yeah, I think we have some some fun discussion ahead of us for this one. I love the alliteration. January joint. There's no J word for books, is there? Mm-mm. Okay, it's fine. If there is one that you know of that we can't come up with in this moment, <laughs> or please like, let us know. Or like conversation. Or anyway, I'm, I'm going to stop with that. Our book this month is The House in the Pines by Ana Reyes. Yeah. So this um, came out January 3rd of this year. So this is a new release. This is a debut novel. Um, And as Jamie told me, which I didn't know when we were trying to figure out what we were going to jointly read for January, (laughs) um, that Ana Reyes is a LSU grad, which is where Jamie and I also, well, where I I graduated from, but it's the um, state university in our town, in our city. Yeah. Stands for Louisiana State University, in case Correct. that wasn't Sorry. clear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, my mom actually sent me an article about it, and that's how I learned about it. Um, and it said, so I guess she was in LSU's uh, MFA writing program. Okay. Which, according to the article, uh, is a really good MFA program, but I mean, it was a local paper that was writing it, so why wouldn't they tout our local writing program? Um but yeah, it said like it started out as her thesis and then she, I guess, turned it into a full work and then submitted it to publishers and now it's a Reese's book club pick. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of blown up. I mean, it's all over the place. If you look on Instagram, um, it has 
a lot of Goodreads reviews. Um, I honestly didn't realize it was so popular until after we agreed to read it because I got it as a free advanced listening copy on Libro FM. So I was like, oh, cool, thriller, you know, check it out, whatever. And then I learned that she went to LSU and I was even more interested. And then when I started looking into it, I was like, oh, my God, this thing is all over the place. Yeah. And hopefully on a future episode, maybe we can um, sit down with her and kind of talk. So that would be really cool to kind of get her perspective on things as well and having that Louisiana roots. Um, And she does pull in um, a bit about LSU, a very brief, which I thought was really cool. I did. Yeah. Whenever I did read that little bitty part, I was like, oh, look, it's just exciting. It's a nice little nod. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. so I, I don't know. Do you want you want me to kind of do like a general character type thing, just a quick yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So us. our main character is Maya, and um, she is living in um, a town with her mom. She has a single. Her mom is a single parent. Um, her father passed away before she was born, so she doesn't really know him. He was actually from Guatemala, so she is half Guatemalan, and that's kind of um, been a little different in her where she lives in her world, she's kind of always felt a little bit of an outsider and she doesn't know a big part of herself um, where half of her family lives in Guatemala. Um, So when she was in high school, I think sophomore year, Aubrey um, moved to town and Aubrey's family moved around a lot and uh, they became really good friends. And that was kind of, it was them yeah, for the rest of like high school. Yeah, it was just the two of them. It, yeah. Because she didn't really have many friends before that. And then Aubrey came in and it was like they were just instant friends. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're, overall, you know, I think she felt a little threatened by Aubrey just because she was, you know, described as being really attractive and had a lot of charisma and would get a lot of attention from guys where um, Maya felt a little more reserved and uncomfortable in her own skin, as many of us are in high school. (laughs) Um, But she found a true friend in her, and um, that was very apparent that they had a very strong bond. Yeah, definitely. Um, So we do know at the beginning of the story that Maya's friend Aubrey, senior year, right before Maya was going to leave to go to college, she drops dead from this incident that happened that is not fully explained at all in the beginning. We don't know. We just know that Aubrey in present day has passed and Maya through college has been kind of living in a bit of a blur trying to just cope with the events that happened that day when Aubrey um, passed. Yeah. So I know you haven't introduced him yet, but what we know is that Aubrey was talking to Frank, who was Maya's kind of boyfriend at the time. They weren't, I don't know, it's, it's not really yeah, clear. Yeah, it wasn't really official. They had kind of talked for like a two-week period prior to her, uh, she was about to leave for college. Yeah. Um, so. so we know that Aubrey was talking to Frank. Uh, Maya saw them kind of from afar, and all of a sudden, Aubrey dropped dead. And then we know that in present day, um, a video surfaces on the internet that um, Maya happens to come across. And it's it goes viral because people are like, watch this woman. She's just sitting in a restaurant and all of a sudden she just drops dead. It's crazy. And so like it's all over the internet. Uh, Maya pulls it up. She sees it. And as she's watching, 
she notices the man in the video is Frank. Yes. So this is now two women who have suddenly dropped dead. It's not two women? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm just saying, like, like that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I thought you were, were, like, shaking your head. No, it's not two women. Sorry, sorry. So, So it's now two women that have just suddenly dropped dead while just seemingly just talking to a man. Name Frank. Name Frank. <laughs> um, what we do know is that there was an investigation after Audrey died and that Maya told the police detective and like the police department that Frank killed Aubrey. Like she was pretty adamant, but she had no, there was no evidence of that. I mean, there was nothing that could pin him. He was just standing there when she pat when she just dropped dead. Um, but Maya has always believed that he, it was his, it was his fault, and that he murdered her. She didn't just die, and they couldn't come up with a cause or anything like that of of why she would just die. She was a healthy seventeen, sixteen, seventeen year old. Yeah, girl. And, and now it's happened again, and right. Maya's like, okay, yeah, it's up to me to figure out what's going on. And so, a little background: since Aubrey died, um, it really obviously messed with Maya's mind and just her her ability to move forward in her life. She's kind of been stunted since that day. And so in order to cope, um, she has become addicted to drugs and alcohol, basically. Yeah. Um, and she says, college was a blur. Like, I partied all the time. I tried not to think about it. Like, all the guys that I was with were just, you know, not great. Um, it was just kind of like, she didn't want to form serious relationships with anyone. Everything was very surface, um, just kind of a way to get her through to the next night. Um, so at this point in present day, she has not told her boyfriend of two and a half years that she has been taking Clonopin every night for years. To help her sleep. To help her sleep. Um, because when she's not on it, she has these memories that surface from the time period of when she was with Frank and, and everything that went down with Aubrey. Um, and so she also has a background, a family background of mental illness. Um, her mother's sister had some pretty extreme mental illness issues mm-hmm. when she was younger and she um, ended up dying at a young age. And so that has always kind of been a theme, which is also a reason why she wasn't fully believed when everything happened or people didn't take her seriously. Yeah, because she was going around yeah. saying like, it was, I don't know, it was like magic or something. And so everyone's like, okay, yeah. uh, are, are you sure you're okay? Right. Are you sure you're sane? And then her mom, even though her mom was in her corner, her mom also doubted it because she firsthand saw her older sister go through similar hallucinations and be paranoid about things that didn't really happen. Yeah. And so she's always been concerned that that genetic the, the the genetic traits are something that Maya has um inherited. Yeah. So I would say overall we have present day where Maya learns of this new death, um, leaves where she has been living with her is it boyfriend or fiance? He's her boyfriend. Boyfriend, okay. Leaves where she's been living with her boyfriend, uh goes back to her hometown to detox from the clonopin and and figure out what's going on with these mysterious murders. And then we also have in the past um, with Maya kind of trying to learn about her father and then also leading up to Aubrey's death. Yes. Does that cover it? Mm -hmm, That pretty much covers it. Um, 
I think when I was initially reading it and had just finished, I was kind of like, okay, that was okay. But the more that we talk about it and, and like kind of think back on it, I think that I, I'm liking it more and more because whenever you kind of sit back and look at it, like it was actually really cleverly done. I don't know that without giving any, anything away, I don't know that the conclusion of the story was necessarily my favorite. Um, I thought it was a little st- strange, but the story overall I thought was really good. Yeah, I mean, I I overall really liked it. Um, I thought it was different. And I will say I didn't, it took me much longer than I feel like is normal to understand what was going on because it's very confusing because you're honestly going through what's happening to her that we don't, I don't want to go into detail because it gives stuff away, but what's happening to her that you don't understand in the moment when she's in the past, um, you are kind of experiencing what she's experiencing. So there are blankets of time that are missing that don't make any right. sense. And then so, it's like, the, then she'll it's like the story jumps and you're like, whoa, wait, wait, she was, and then you realize she doesn't remember. You actually guessed the ending. I didn't guess the ending at all. I got to the ending and I was like, okay, I did not see that coming. You were like texting me like, I think it's this. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then secretly (laughs) I was going, how did she guess that? There were, I can't say it, but there were certain things that were discussed that, um, like um, certain books that were talked about yeah. and subject certain, matters certain that were talked about that were clues I, that my mind went there because of how confused I was. Right. I think when I'm listening to books like this, um, like mysteries and thrillers, I'm like actively trying not to figure it out because I want to like enjoy the mm-hmm. plot and everything. And I'm not saying you were like sitting there actively yeah. trying to figure it out. But just in general, I'm like, if I figure it out, then... It loses the fun. It does. So for me, I'm always like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And if I figure it out, I'm like, okay, that was lame. But, but I did it wasn't it an time. automatic, like, that's what it is. Like, I didn't know. I was like, I mean, could it be this? Like, the, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't understand what's going on. Because I even said what it was, which is what it was. And I didn't know. And I was like, maybe it's this. And I was like, I don't know. I'm so confused. <laughs> um, I think the fact that it was uh, so unexpected is a testament to the writing and mm-hmm. just kind of the idea that she came up with that it yeah. was a really good a I really, really good think story, overall it was a really good idea. I don't know. There is a section about like her dad and her dad writing this novel and she does, um, she has it in her possession at some point in time and, and that's kind of discussed. Um, I don't know that that for me really tied in as well as it should have. So I can understand where you're coming from for sure. I don't think it tied in um, super well but I also at the same time enjoyed it like I kind of enjoyed learning about her past and the Guatemalan culture and stuff Mm -hmm. like that I also have this weird thing where there will be some thread of connection from book to book to book that I read and I was reading House in the Pines and there was the Guatemalan thing her father was Guatemalan and in the very next book that I read there was like a reference to Guatemala and I was like there's the connection like Mm -hmm. I swear it happens (laughs) so often it's so weird that's really interesting though and I, like I started happens. I started documenting it one mm-hmm. time, like, in a note. And I need to start doing that again. That's happened to me before, not in books, but just, like, life. Like, I'll be thinking about something or there'll be a conversation. And then the next day I'll be talking to someone completely different. And then it, that it's, topic comes yes. up or something comes up that's very linked to it. And then something else will happen within a week's time frame. And I, You're just like, whoa, universe. Am I supposed <laughs> to am I supposed, take something should, from this? Yeah, should I do something um, with this? But that's always super interesting, like, 
Like, is there something, is there some like <laughs> cosmic connection that know. like you're trying to get a message across that you're not getting? I don't know. Because some of it's just so basic that you're like, what? Yeah. Why, why would that yeah. be a thing? Um, one thing that I did notice that I think it really um, kind of threw me off when I was first reading the book until I realized what was going on is that the present day story was written in past tense and the story in the past was written in present tense. Okay, I don't think I even... And I, I kept I listening and going, something's just, you know, niggling at my brain and I couldn't figure out quite what it was. I was like, something's just not quite right. Mm-hmm. And then I, I realized, I don't know what made me realize, but I was like, this is throwing me off. And I'm, I'm so curious to find out if that was done on purpose to make us feel a little off kilter or if she just happened to write that way or what. I didn't even notice that. <clears throat> yeah, it was weird. It was interesting. I, I like I would really love to just sit down and talk to her <laughs> <No>. about that. <laughs> There's um, a lot of questions that would be really fun to talk with her about. And if we do have that opportunity, we'll have to put a spoiler alert because I want to ask her like legitimate questions that if you haven't read the book, yes. you would ruin it. I think uh, if we do a bonus episode with her, it will it will be a spoilery discussion and you'll have to listen, you know, at your own risk. Yeah. Um, my, my last comment was just that the, uh, the, the narration, the narrator wasn't my favorite. It, it threw me off at times. Like, for example, there was one uh, part where her mom, on, uh, Anna's mom, <laughs> that's the author, uh, Maya's mom was talking about, I think in, in, in current day she is a baker at like a facility or whatever. And Maya said something to her mom about like, you see all that baking bread? Or you see all that, see all that baking bread? like bread that's baking, that's what it was. She said, you see all that baking bread? But the narrator said, you see all that baking bread? And I was like, that's not a thing. I don't. Oh, you just, you don't think that when the narrator read it, she understood the. The, Yeah, what the sentence meant. Uh And so it was just a few times that like the inflection was just slightly off off and it would take me out. Uh. And then I'm like analyzing, how do you say that sentence? Is it baking bread or baking bread or baking? (laughs) Like whatever. And then I would like lose you know, yeah. listening to the story. Hmm. Th- that's, I feel like that's common for me with most narrators, except for like Julia Whalen and Marin Ireland. And um, I did not have a, um, an aversion to, to this narrator. Okay. No, no strong opinion one way or the other. No. I mean, obviously she wasn't Julia Whalen. <laughs> I think everything, <laughs> everything Every- narrated by Julia Whalen. I mean, I think this would be better narrated by Julia Whelan. <laughs> what if one day, um, like with artificial intelligence, all books can be read by like the Whoever narrator you of your choice? I think really and truly, I think this novel narrated by Julia Whelan would have made it a, a notch above. Is that okay to say? <laughs> I don't see why not. Because her, the way she, in, like her inflections and the way that she does her voices, I just think especially thrillers like when I listen to um Pretty Things mm-hmm. by Janelle I can't remember her Carlson? last name no no I can't remember her last <laughs> I name I know someone named um, Janelle Carlson <laughs> but uh she just 
she's great at everything and she's good at rom-com. She's good at, but the thriller, she really sucks you in. Yeah, she yeah. really does. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Everyone knows our love for Julia Whalen. Yes. Uh, any other final thoughts on the book? I am really excited to see what Honoreas does in the future because Absolutely. I want to read it. Absolutely. Yeah. If she has fresh thriller ideas, I want to read it. Yes. Yes, that's the thing. I'm so tired of reading the same thriller over and over. I've kind of like stopped reading thrillers mostly because they're all formulaic. And this one absolutely was not. Yes, so. I agree. 100%. Tea Talk time? The tea? All right. So this is another tea that my wonderful sister-in-law brought back every time that they um they travel quite a bit during the year like they try to do a bunch of different trips and stuff and go different places um and she always brings me back tea from wherever she was and it's just just really sweet and considerate and um I really appreciate it so they just recently a couple weeks ago went to Seattle and um this company is called Bainbridge apothecary and tea shop and it was established in 2020 during the pandemic and i think it discusses that on their website um i'm just going to read a teeny tiny little bit from their website because there's not a lot to go on on the bag itself um and i didn't see a description a good description on um their website for this particular tea but it says um it's pure magic Located on beautiful Bainbridge Island, just steps off the ferry, is the Bainbridge Apothecary and Tea Shop. This is where health and wellness meet a sense of wonder. Our apothecary is home to our herbal remedies, tonics, elixirs, and metaphysical wellness. If it's the rare and unusual you're after, we have crystals, gems, tarots, and potions. So it's kind of like it is an apothecary-type shop where they have other things besides tea. Um, It's very like homeopathic-type items um so, you know we're going to seattle in well next month um we are not jamie is i'm sorry i meant that would be really cool but we are not <laughs> i meant we as in my mom and pj and i yes. are going to seattle next month and uh i've been trying to put together like things that we're going to do and i didn't initially have any plans to travel to bainbridge island because you have to take a ferry mm-hmm. there um, but it sounds like I might. I might need to visit this shop. I think that you should look at their website because um, it looks really neat and it looks like somewhere that you might enjoy just like. I mean, I really did want to take a ferry just because I feel like if you're in Seattle, you have to take a ferry. And I think that Bainbridge Island is like the shortest ferry ride you can take. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe we'll do it. I don't know if this makes um, you even more inclined. Oh, hit me with it. They have afternoon tea with the whole the whole fixin'. We're like, doing it. We're like, going. How delicious that was. My mom and PJ don't have a choice. We're going. <laughs> yeah. So um, you can do afternoon tea with pastries and sandwiches and the whole thing. It looks super cute, too, on their website. Right. Well, I now have our Friday plan. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome, Huli and yeah. Lewis. Thank you. Um, so this particular one is called Can Can. They, again, don't have a um, description, but just based on the notes that when I took a snip of it, um, <laughs> it is listed under their black tea. So, and it's obvious that it's black tea. Yeah, it's very but dark. It has rose petals and lavender that I can see. And then to me, it has like an Earl Grey possible bergamot fragrance to it. Um, I will say that the taste of it and the smell, like after it's brewed, is very different. Yeah. It's more earthy. It's very flowery. <clears throat> it's very flowery, but it's also very intense. So when I first smelled it, I was like, 
okay, yeah, this smells good. And then we brewed it and it like amplified everything. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Strong. But drinking it, I like it. It's not my absolute favorite, but it's definitely drinkable. I will say it's a little on the bitter side. It is a little bitter. Which I think is, if it wasn't as bitter, if it didn't have that bitter note, I think I'd really like it because it's Agreed. kind of um, an intense bodied drink, but it's still basic enough that you could drink it regularly. Normally, I would say, normally with a bitter tea, I would be like, oh no, maybe I steeped it too long, but I know I didn't with this because I was like cutting it close because it took and me it, an hour to set up our equipment it's <laughs> quite bitter yeah it is pretty bitter um but, but it's pleasant yeah it's good i mean so again thank you and thank you for um to juliana again for giving us some different perspective on uh telling telling us about new tea shops around yes the state around the not the state around the country that the we didn't know country, about the whole country the whole country and huli if you ever go out of the country We'll take those too. Yeah, bring it back. If I go to Colombia, like whenever we all yes. as a family go to Colombia, I'll have to remember to bring back tea. We, not as in you and me again. Right. We, My family. <laughs> I know you did say we as a family, but. Jamie can come <laughs> if you'd like. Thank you. Thank you so much. It'd be more fun if you came, honestly. <laughs> I mean, um, isn't everything more fun with me? Yes. I'm kidding. Wow, that sounds yes. so conceited. I, I really I was it. joking. I no, I think. I think you should you should own that confidence, Jamie. Ooh, I do not have that confidence. Okay. All right. Well, I will keep uh, hounding Ana Reyes's um, publicist. Not hounding. I haven't even emailed her yet. Um, but I, I will email her and see if we can get her on. But um, I think it would be fun for sure to discuss this with her. But I had fun discussing it without her. So yeah, it was it was definitely um, an interesting read to discuss, and I hope that based on our conversation that y'all find you want to add it to your list. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Ink Drinkers Pod. Cheers. Cheers.